up, y'all? It's your girl, Nurse Free, and you're listening to Forensic Nurse Files. This is an informative but fun true crime podcast that follows the careers of three forensic nurse examiners. So basically what we're doing is we're going to talk about our patients, all of our patients that we've seen, who are also victims of crime. We're going to share details of some of the most bizarre, violent, and sad cases that we've seen beyond your imagination. Just a disclosure. Um, we use foul language, i.e. we cuss, right? Lady? I really don't sure think do. I have any sentences that I don't fucking cuss in. All right, then. So if, if you get easily offended, then you can just turn off, turn it off right now. This is not the podcast <laughs> for you. This is not the podcast for you or the podcast for those who are weak at heart. So um, we're just going to talk to yeah. you about like the dark side of nursing, the side of nursing that most people um, never hear. And we're going to talk to you about what we do, some of our patients, and then how we survive emotionally in this dark world of nursing, right? Hi, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're going to like, who are we? People are saying like, what do you mean forensic nurses? What are you? You go to death investigations or whatever, but um, you know, um, that's not exactly what it is. We're going to talk to you a little bit about that, but we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves first and how we got into forensic nursing. So I don't know, Ree, you want to start? Yeah, most stuff. So my background, I've been a nurse for 13 long ass years. <laughs> um, my background is pediatric cardiovascular ICU and PICU, just regular pediatric ICU. I kind of alternate between those two. And then just in being a traveler, you're pretty much float team. So I include NICU in there. And then as a new grad, I did per diem uh, geriatrics. I did some shifts in the nursing home. And I also did some shifts in aesthetics uh, back then. And then about five years ago, 2018, I think it was, I went back and did aesthetics again. And I actually went and got my certifications in all things aesthetics, like Botox, laser, fillers, cool sculpting, all that jazz. Um, And so I kind of just had gotten burnt out on bedside nursing. And so I was trying to figure out how to merge because I still love being a nurse. So I was trying to figure out how to merge nursing with my um, like passion, which is true crime. Anything true crime out there, I've probably seen. Any podcast that's true crime I've listened to, any documentary on TV, serial killers, missing people, all of that stuff, cults, I've, I've watched it all. So I just really wanted to figure out how I could merge the two. And maybe that would bring me a happier life in nursing. Um, and so I would just scan Indeed all day, every day. And one day I found this job and I applied and the rest is history. Your so, resume is like my heart. children, I've, I did children, a little bit of everything. fake titties, and then old people. <laughs> exactly. Like, what were you, yeah, what are, are you okay? <laughs> What's happening here? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm a nurse. And then I'm you became a okay. forensic nurse. Okay, so what the fuck? Like that yeah. doesn't really like mix like pediatrics, geriatrics, and forensic nursing. But you know what? Actually, it kind of does though. Because we see those geriatrics, patients, right? Boobs. We do That's <laughs> crime. Listen, you got to switch it up to ah, prevent dude. some burnout. burnout is That's real. the key. Burnout is so real. The burnout is so real. Who else? Ooh, I'll go second. Mine's so boring. And so I've been a nurse for eight years. Don't know how, but hey, here I am. I haven't killed anyone yet. Not on purpose or accident, at least. The purposeful one, almost me, but not any of my patients. Uh, my resume is pretty boring. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll I have go there my later. five years of vanilla so. ass. Yeah, a little bit later, yeah. <laughs> to all my trauma and my my issues. But um, I did five years of vanilla ass 
boring ass PCU step down and med surge. All night shift though, because because night shift is. I'm where just it's saying, at. like the personalities at night, it's just not. It's just unmatched, dude. It's just unmatched. Yeah. So I, my whole career what's has been that, What's that yeah. song? The freaks come out at night. Yeah, the it's so accurate. <laughs> and we show do. <laughs> I really thought it was going to switch, but now, nah, hell no. Nah, hell no. Well, how'd you get into forensic nursing, though, is what I'd like to know. I watched too much Law & Order SVU. <laughs> That's literally how it was. I watched Law & Order SVU for a year straight, and then I saw the opening, and I was like, that looks cool as fuck. Let's try that. Then I got sucked into this dark-ass, crazy-ass. Okay, and what they don't tell you about forensic is that your coworkers are just as crazy as you are. Uh, when we get exposed. I feel like that's a night shift yeah so night shift you're like already a freak right and then you get into forensic nursing so it's like (laughs) it's like how much darker can i get in my career huh let's go look at victims (laughs) of crime as my job (laughs) <laughs> the dark come out in the dark yeah <laughs> yeah exactly we just lurk in the shadows <laughs> real exactly. for real so yeah here i am now like i already started this job traumatized and then i got more traumatized from like my five years of bedside and then i i i look at victims of crime now which like is is like enough to throw more trauma on the pile of trauma that i already experience and undergo it takes a special kind of someone yeah. <laughs> to be able to I'm do this very special and it sure, sure does was, in multiple ways. Yeah, and I, you know, and we have to be, you know, we, we, like we said, we, we cuss a little bit, we're a little bit dark and we have a lot of humor that might seem a little bit off to other people, but it makes, it works for us. So we get through it. Right. Right. But tell us about you, Nurse Ellie. Oh, Nurse Ellie. So I've been in nursing for like 17 years. It's a second career so for me. Just my got first, here. Uh-huh. I just got you here. Just my got first here. career was in law. Yeah. My first career was in law enforcement. I was, uh, Street cop, detective for 10 years. I retired from that and I got into nursing. And so I did uh, most of my career was in um, emergency nursing, um, pediatric emergency, everybody emergency and some education. And so for me, it just seemed like a perfect fit. You know, um, I was able to merge both of my careers into one. Um, by getting into the forensics and it was kind of a fluke. I started doing it on the side and then realized that like, this is what I want to do full time. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. And so that's how I got here. Dude, that's wild. You're my spirit animal. I always say if I could do life all over again, I would be a detective. (laughs) Hey, you could be like me. You can have a second career. It's never too late. You never know. Someone asked me the other day, like, oh, if you weren't a nurse, what would you have been? And it was like crickets. I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't oh, fucking I, know. I, I, I think I'd be a hairdresser or a chef. <laughs> no, so I don't know. That would be so low key. Cool. I feel like I, I don't know enough hairdressers. <laughs> I'll cut your hair <laughs> with the scissors. <laughs> the kitchen, she- kitchen- the because kitchen I like shears. cooking too. So with the kitchen shears, I do it. Trust me, I cut my own with kitchen shears. So there. <laughs> oh my god especially during the pandemic something new every during day. the pandemic that was my um, that was my go-to <laughs> kitchen shears for beauty i How cannot long are you an officer for again 10 years dang damn, damn. yeah so it's so oh, it's yeah. a lot of shit um yeah i mean like you have to say like you all know i mean you see a lot of shit in the hospital too so between that and er nursing that was a lot but it, nothing um trumps what i've seen you know, since we've been in the forensics um, unit, because, you know, you see like, in the, you know, you see some things in the hospital, you see some cases that are kind of crazy or kind of dark or, you know, you know, people, you know, patients that are victims of crimes or 
you know, in the law enforcement, everyone's a victim of crime that you see pretty much, or they're a suspect, right? But this is like every case you see has a victim and a suspect. Every single one. It's not like, oh, is this something? It is something. It's already something when we see it, right? Would you agree? Yeah. But it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I feel like people don't know enough about it, you know, enough about what forensic nursing is. Again, they think it's like, oh, you work with the coroner and you go, like, look at dead people and try to figure out how they die. But it's not like that at all, you know. Um, like, you know, some of the things we do, we provide, like, comprehensive care to victims and our suspects also. We do suspect exams, care. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we do forensic medical exams, right? Um when mm-hmm. we do those, there's yeah. a lot of things we do, and it's um, it's kind of fun. It's very time consuming, but we um, we get a history. You know, we do an interview with our patients, with our suspects. We get a history. We do a, a forensic medical exam. We collect evidence like DNA, etc. Um, like basically, our patients are crime scene, right? So we collect our evidence. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we instead of like being at a crime scene, you know, collecting all the little things in the dirt, we're collecting our evidence right off of our patients and our suspects, and um, you know, and then mm-hmm. after that, like it doesn't end there. We have you know extensive reports to do. We end up you know testifying in court, um, and then we also like there's a lot we do. Like I don't know about you, but for me, this is one of the most satisfying parts of my. My um, my role as a forensic nurse is we're able to give like that compassionate care to our our victims, our patients, you know, and, and provide resources mm-hmm. and kind of get them like maybe on a path towards recovery after their traumatic event. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like that's one of the most rewarding parts of your job? Yeah, and I think it's one of the most important parts too. Is like you said, is providing that trauma informed care. Like you have to be just so cognizant of what your patient has just been through. Absolutely. Um, and that's a huge part. Huge of part it. of it. Yeah. I feel like so it's very unique. The compassion mm-hmm. is a lot easier to come by in this specific job. Because we lose it, right? When we're, we're doing bedside jobs, we tend to lose it just because the burnout is real. And when um, your patients and your families are so demanding of you, like you just feel like you have nothing left. But for this, this specific job, these patients didn't, somebody purposefully inflicted this onto somebody. Yeah. To your you know, and that's mm-hmm. different from when somebody has a medical condition that they didn't choose versus another human being purposefully wanted to injure your victim and I think that's also a different kind of pain and a different kind of suffering and throughout this whole thing right when your victim comes to you they have just experienced trauma from somebody and then people feel a certain way about law enforcement like I'm sure when you were a cop before people would act or feel intimidated by you Whereas like nurses were seen as caretakers. So we're really the first source of comfort after this whole, this whole ordeal for the patient. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then sometimes you have to re-traumatize yeah, them that's again. That's really hard for me. It's just like. That's really hard for me. Yeah. It's. I think, I, yeah. and I'm not even sure um, if some of our listeners even know what type of patients we see. They're victims. Um, we see patients who are victims of what we call suspicious injuries. So those are things like any type of physical assault, gunshot wounds, stabbings, elderly abuse and neglect, um, child abuse, child sexual assault, child neglect, uh, domestic violence, uh, sexual assaults. Um, sometimes we see acute, meaning it just happened or happened within a certain time frame, which we'll get into later. 
or something that maybe happened for many, many years throughout their childhood and now they're adults. Um, we, um, we also see rape suspects or, you know, the suspects or perpetrators of crimes to collect evidence off their bodies as well. Um, human trafficking, kidnapping. And uh, another thing we do is um, we, uh, we see prisoners who are in institutions in our area who are victims mm-hmm. or suspects of crimes as well. So it's pretty diverse. But again, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the type of patients we see and they've all been victimized or they've victimized somebody. So it's not like you said, like somebody coming in for appendicitis or, you know what I mean? A, you know, something else, a medical condition, like you said. Right. And I just want to reiterate, cause I don't know if we were clear that this is for the role of a forensic nurse examiner. There's so many different types of forensic nurses out there, but for us specifically, we're only talking about forensic nurse examiners. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Yeah. And so some of the things you need to become a forensic nurse examiner is just to be a nurse, really. Um, and then depending on what avenue of forensic nursing you go into, you might need to get your SANE A and SANE P, which is your sexual assault nurse examiner certification and A being adult and P being pediatric. And that's just a certification, an exam you can take to get that. Yeah, and other things, like we do a lot of continuing education. So things like forensic photography or classes on domestic violence and um, trauma-informed care. We're always um, looking for ways to improve our knowledge base as a forensic nurse examiner. Right. Strangulation is a big one right now. That's like something that's up and coming, a lot of research coming out behind that. Yeah, we have a lot of patients who are victims of strangulation. I kind of like doing strangulations. You do? Not like doing them, but like, I mean, like, you you know, not like strangling (laughs) people, but those cases, I liked doing strangulation cases. Oh, okay. I thought you said you like strang strangulation. So I'm like, I'm all confused. I mean, you like the dark side. See, you like if nice, I did, like... if I may or may not, but if I did, wouldn't it make a little more sense <laughs> that I would like to do those? But the crazy, the crazy thing is, is like, yeah, you're right. Strangulation is one of the big things. That there's a lot of research on, mm-hmm. but our patients come in and they're like, oh yeah, he choked me, or she choked me, mm-hmm. etc. And kind of downplay it. But in reality, that's an Mm. attempt murder. They're cutting off their airway. And it's Mm life-threatening. And actually, I think it's... If somebody's... Like, let's just say in a domestic violence situation, if the the, um, perpetrator suspect strangles or attempts to strangle, they call it a non-fatal strangulation, the the victim or the patient, they're 800 times more likely to die at the hands of that suspect slash perpetrator. Um, it's a very violent yeah. crime, a crime of power. So, yeah, that's something to deal with. Take it seriously, you guys. If someone does that to you, take it seriously. Yeah, get, get out. Get out. It's as serious as if somebody tells us, like our victim tells us that they got strangled. The strangulation protocol is a whole separate other exam instead of pictures. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's literally mm-hmm. one of the the one of the injuries you can attempt to do and accidentally kill someone or purposefully kill someone. Whereas like you know suspicious injuries, if you like hit somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean like they were close to death. But strangulation, like that's your that's your lifeline right there, your windpipe. So, and I think honestly, mm-hmm. and we, I mean, the three of us have talked about it already. I feel like strangling is a crime of passion, and I hate using the word passion because people often 
link the word passion to good things like you're passionate about your job or your partner or whatever but when it's crimes and in um assaults like that of passion it's really really disturbing because you really would have to want to mm-hmm. hurt somebody to strangle them to like just go for their throat and then and also to try to hurt somebody when you're strangling, it takes a little while so you're like doing it mm-hmm. for minutes you know and mm-hmm. that's i don't know that's just wild to me that somebody would desire to to do that to another person and there's so much power involved yeah. in that because they really take somebody's mm-hmm. life in literally their hands or maybe an object maybe they use you know some type of you know object a belt a rope we've seen it all but you know something that we've talked about before is that those crimes of passion you have to love somebody before you hate them like that it's just kind of like goes hand in hand rarely i mean there are circumstances where um, that's not the truth of course do you have so much passion that you want to do that to somebody without having that passion of love first. Would you agree? Yeah. I think like pediatric cases are an example where there might not be always be that love behind it. Maybe it's mom's boyfriend or something that strangled a child. um, And there might not be the love behind it, but definitely when it's like an intimate partner situation, I think that love has to be there first before the hate. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about our forensic nurse examiner, right? So there's other types of forensic nurses. Um, there's, um, I don't know, you're more, um, well-versed on this about, um, forensic gerontology specialists. I am the elder abuse queen for whatever reason, like every shift I would get an elder abuse. Nobody else really got elder abuse, but I would come on and it (laughs) was like, they were like, oh, she's on. All right, let's go. I did like, I did like one elder abuse my whole, like the whole time I've been there and it was just to finish your <laughs> that she was kept coming off nurse she was coming off of a shift and she couldn't finish all of the things needed for this elder abuse patient and i was coming in for a day shift an extra day shift which just speaking of which girl i hate day shift but i came in that day just because <laughs> she needed me i got you girl and i finished her because that was legitimately yes, the only elder abuse it. i've ever done because all of them went with you <laughs> They did. They did. So forensic gerontology specialists, exactly what we just said. They just work with more of the elder abuse cases and exploitation. And they're in nursing homes, hospitals, retirement homes, anywhere you can find an elder, there's probably a forensic gerontology specialist. And there's forensic psychiatric nurses. And those nurses, they treat and manage victims and suspects that have you know, serious mental health issues or diagnosis disorders. Um, and they usually work in hospitals. They might work in correctional facilities, you know, um, jails, maybe behavioral health facilities. We're hospital-based. We work out of a hospital. I feel like we're all honorary forensic psych nurses, right? Because half of Yo, our patients that when come we through do our ER episode are psych patients. On the psych cases we get, dude, okay, so oh, I'm just like thinking about all of the psych cases I've gotten. So it's difficult with psych patients, right? Because a lot of them are have mental health issues and or use drugs and or found currently high or drunk, you know, altered. And self-medicating. Yes. And a lot of it, it's really hard to differentiate a timeline and um, whether mm-hmm. or not it's a hallucination or reality. And I'm not saying that the mental health and um, drug users 
didn't get assaulted or you know sexually assaulted it but that's the kind of obstacles we had to endure with those kinds of patients yeah i i had one patient um who said that somebody was able to um put like tin foil or something aluminum foil on I'm sorry on their head. I have to. It's not funny. It's actually really sad. But I know. But, but I'm trying to not. I'm really trying. Please not. forgive us. We have to laugh. And was able to penetrate through their walls of their home and um, penetrate into their DNA and change their DNA and spiritually rape them. But the thing is that you have to understand. We can't discount that person. We don't know. Is it a hallucination? Is it you know? drug related is it mental health related or is it did something actually happen and they have some maybe a little bit of delusion around it so we still have to treat them all you know with compassion with respect and you know and mm-hmm. you know just you know treat them like we would anybody else you know and to get to the bottom of it you know we're objective we are not subjective in in our um, exams and at all you know we 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 right. it's basically like the facts ma'am just the facts we take down the facts we attempt to collect evidence it's there or it's not and it's pretty much um you know it is or it isn't you know so yeah yeah and shout out to all my psych nurses because i don't know how y'all do it it couldn't be me i hats off a whole different breed let me tell you uh it's very challenging but it's also like you know it's one of those things like i think all these areas of nursing are again they're all they're all a different aspect of nursing that i don't think people really understand you know the the the, Mm -hmm. you know how broad the scope of nursing is there's like forensic nurse investigators they work with law enforcement and they help to um probably what a lot of people think that we do um determine what i want to do exactly (laughs) like dead people she likes dead people i don't know but i love dead people (laughs) but it's helping to determine the the um the cause of an unexpected death or a death from a violent crime and they work in places like the coroner's um, office, medical examiner's office. Um, sometimes they call them, um, you know, the nurse coroner death investigators. So a couple mm-hmm. of like um, loose terms for those nurses, but you know, just to keep in mind that like what we're talking about, we're not any of those that we just talked about. We're what we talked about, you know, in the beginning, right. We do all yeah, kinds we're of forensic nurses. Exactly. And so we, you know, we see a lot of different patients, broad range of patients, and objectively collect all of our information, evidence, et cetera, complete our forensic medical exams and um, take our forensic photography, you know, our pictures and um, we testify in court. You know, there's a lot of big cases that our nurses have testified in that have been all over the news. Can't talk about them, you know, but um, they're there. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, have- that's what that, right. that's that's how we roll. I forgot to tell yes. you guys. Well, I think Ellie knows. I'm. Did I tell you I'm testifying tomorrow morning? Okay, yeah. So that sounds so mm-hmm. fake, right? Like, oh yeah, just coincidentally. I'm... No, so seriously, I'm <laughs> testifying tomorrow morning. I don't think I can talk about it until it's finished. But I just, I yeah, just remembered. I have to go review some photos in the morning and testify, well, and it's my well, first I'll be time. With, there with you. So mm-hmm. I'm nervous as fuck. I'm Yay! nervous as fuck. You're going to do great, and I'm, I'm going right. to be there with you, girl. Oh, yeah, You're going to be oh, fine. So You're going to be cool. great. You got it. Because, like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Like, the DA was like, okay, this is what I'm going to ask you. This is what I'm going to ask you. Okay, that's cool. Like, so anything else? And I was like, what do you mean anything else? Like, you're the one who's in charge of me. I don't know. 
She's like, okay, cool. See you Monday. I was like, what? You're going to be gonna fine, be girl. You got this. You're going to be amazing. You All you this. do is, you know, you just tell them what you did, what you saw, et cetera, you know? And I think that, like, we're going to talk to you like, throughout our podcast about, you know, so many different types of um, patients that we see that are victims of crimes. Again, like we said, domestic violence, child abuse. We're going to talk to you about those crimes, what those crimes entail, you know, a little bit about um, what the elements of that crime are. And then patients that we've seen, um, what we've seen mm-hmm. specifically, and kind of share some of our world. And, you know, I mean, we're all, if you can't, um, if you haven't felt it yet, we're all super close. You know, we are like family. We're super tight knit because, you know, we see the darkest things that people see in life. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we really have to rely on each other to, I guess so you call it like a debriefing emotionally, because sometimes like we're fine, we're cool, everything's good. And then the littlest thing happens and we break and we cry and we can't stop crying. And I know I've spent time on the phone, you know, with, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, uh, Ree and I, one time, I think we spent an hour or two just crying without yeah. even a conversation. Yeah. Nothing really happened. It's just all of a sudden we just kind of felt a certain kind of way. So we're very tight and, um, we're going to share some of our emotions and some of the things we we've gone through, um, and how we handle it. So, um, that's basically what our podcast is about. Any questions? <laughs> I know. Comments, Comments, questions, because I know there's a lot of concerns. <laughs> People are listening. You're like, yo, this is the worst. It, it, I feel like this is like a train wreck, right? Like, well, I'm kind of concerned. We're listening that, um, to. We're, we're talking about fucked up shit. I'm fucked up. And it's like, why the fuck are we listening to this? Up. Because we can't look away. I'm kind of concerned that yeah. we likes death and uh, <laughs> Joy likes sex crimes. I don't know. So you figure it out. Listen. <laughs> Listen. We all have our, you know. As I'm like wearing my serial killer serial sweatshirt. Killer. It's crew net, first of all. I love that. I refuse. I, 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 I have I a probably get one in regards to like strangulation. I really should. <laughs> I love oh, yeah. Merch coming soon. We'll make our own. <laughs> we'll make our own. <laughs> so thanks again, everybody, for um, taking the time to listen to us. And we just want to educate you all and help you understand, you know, kind of understand what we do and what are, what it's like on the other side. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning into the very first episode of Forensic Nurse Files. This is just the beginning, so please bear with us as we try to figure this journey out. There's a lot more crazy to come. Victim stories, patient interactions, everything you guys could dream of. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at ForensicNurseFilesPod at gmail.com. We're on all your social media facebook instagram twitter youtube at forensic nurse files if you have any comments questions anything you guys want to hear anybody that's a forensic nurse or any kind of forensic anything that would like to give some input or be featured on our podcast please feel free to reach out but until then y'all stay safe and we'll catch you on the next episode